Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Tēnā welcome to Business Desk Today, our daily wrap of our top stories. It's Wednesday the 18th of October and I'm Ben Moore. Today, Auckland Council is spending big on rubbish advertising. What does Winston bring? The benefits of cross-border working? and the final say on the Rugby New Zealand Silver Lake deal. Cecile Meyer reports that the Auckland Council has spent over $5 million in the last three years in advertising and education campaigns telling residents what to do with their rubbish. Most of the spending, about $3.3 million, came from the waste levy, a tax on rubbish sent to landfill collected by the government, which then gives half of it back to councils to fund waste minimization initiatives. The rest, $1.5 million, was funded through rates. million of that spending was in the 2023 financial year, with about half of that going towards the food scraps bin rollout, a campaign that was entirely funded through the waste levy. Auckland Council hired creative agencies Colenso BBDO, Stanley Street and Motion Sickness, and media agencies OMDNZ and Multi-Market Services NZ for its waste and recycling campaign. The Ministry for the Environment is another big spender on rubbish advertising. It has allocated $1.6 million towards previous and upcoming waste education campaigns in the past 12 months, a spokesperson said. For an insightful and impressively detailed breakdown of these numbers, check out the full story on our website. On the business of government this week, Jem Traylon asks what it is that New Zealand First's seemingly full of paradoxes manifesto will bring to a national act government. Well, the key thread through it is a consistent, old-right, conservative stance. The key line and its economic prime directive date from the days the party was formed out of Peter's opposition to further neoliberal reforms by National. Outside of microeconomic policy, the idea that New Zealand First will be some kind of moderating influence pulling the national government towards the centre needs a closer look because its fiscal policy is as conservative as the rest of its manifesto. Peters wants substantial tax cuts, big budget surpluses, and the spending cuts needed to pay for them. Winston's just as keen on a fiscal razor gang as national, and has declared this is the start of a root and branch review of every spending line. Also in the column, Bill English says public service has forgotten how to deliver, where did all the new public servants go, and more. In a guest column, Shannon Karaka, the Australian-New Zealand manager for international employee management platform Deal, said that enabling workforce mobility, also known as remote working, is a trend that is a win-win for employees and employers alike. Workforce mobility policies offer a tangible benefit by keeping good people on the team who like working for the company but just want to change their location. These hand-raiser moves happening when an employee volunteers to move have become more popular. Employees may request to move closer to extended family or to do their OE or go with their partner who is taking on a new role offshore. With more than 57,000 New Zealand citizens heading overseas to live in the year to May 2023, if even some of those people heading over had the option to go mobile rather than resign, it could mean keeping good people for longer, allowing employers to save on time-consuming, costly recruitment for replacement staff. After the break, the final verdict on the New Zealand rugby and Silver Lake deal, plus a look at the markets. Welcome back. Over the last month and a half, Paul Macbeth and Trevor McEwen have been unpacking one of the biggest deals in New Zealand rugby history in a limited series podcast. 
Today, the final episode of Pieces of Silver has been released, with the pair of intrepid journos taking stock of all they have learned and explaining why they are oddly optimistic about the future of the company. Here's Trevor McEwen in a clip from the episode. The Silver Lake saga for me and the whole way it played out is so symptomatic of this dysfunction that we've been talking about. And the fact that the NZR board, as stated in the, in the governance review led by Pilkington, isn't up to scratch. And that's why I think you see such a haphazard strategy. I mean, you know, Brent MP did try to paint it to us as was just business as usual between the original transaction and the revised transaction once the Players Association were in the tent. But I can't possibly fathom that in my mind you went into that, recognising that between the original and the revised, I'll give away a seat to Comco. I'll give away equity to the Players Association. I'll keep the percentage the way they are. I'll up the provincial unions and how much money they're going to get. You can find Pieces of Silver on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the markets. New Zealand's benchmark index edged up after consumer price index data came in lower than most economists and the country's central bank forecast. The S&P NZX50 index rose 29.3 points, or 0.26%, to 11,214.37. Turnover was $119.7 million. There were 66 gainers and 49 decliners on the main board. That's all for today. For all these stories and more, head to businessdesk.co.nz. Thank you.